Amen. Good morning, Central Park Baptist Church. Good morning to y'all. How are we doing this morning? We're doing okay? Amen and amen. We're going to open up with a very familiar hymn. You may not even need your hymnals for this first hymn, our opening hymn. It's the hymn, I Have Decided to Follow Jesus. I believe many of us know this, even our, our, our young ones know this. Hymn 470, hymn 470, hymn 470, I Have Decided to Follow Jesus. Sing along. I have decided. have a word of prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you for this day. We ask your will to be done in all things. We ask that our, our worship be pleasing to you, Lord God, and uplifting in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. We ask your Holy Spirit to work in each heart today, and bless your word, and bless your people, bless the preachers that gives a message, and give you praise, honor, and glory in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen and amen, and as we continue in worship, we would love for you to join us in singing hymn 376, A Shelter in the Time of Storm. A shelter in the time of storm is not storming outside right now, but Jesus is a rock and a weary man. He's the shelter in the time of storm. Hymn 376, all verses, hymn 376. Here we go. The Lord's our rock in him we hide. A shelter in the time of storm. So care whatever will be tied. A shelter in the
be seated. by the cross. Amen. Thank God for the cross. Praise the Lord. If y'all stand, please, let's just sing at the cross, at the cross. 
where I first saw the light. Hymn number 121 at the cross. Amen. At the cross, hymn 121. Park Baptist Church, you may be seated. We're glad that you're here this morning. Welcome to our service. If this is the first time you visited with Central Park Baptist Church and you did not receive a visitor card, our ushers are going to come down right now. If you did not receive a card, I'm going to ask you to hold up your hand so they can give you that card. And I'm going to ask you to fill it out because after the service in the foyer, I'm going to ask that you bring it to the table by where it says welcome. If you bring it there, I ha would like to exchange your information card about you for a gift bag we have a gift bag we've prepared for you and we want to thank you for coming being a part of our service today we're awful glad that you're here we're glad that each and every one of you are here this morning amen. and welcome to central park baptist amen. church and you're glad you're here say amen, amen. i'm you know i'm just i'm thankful that we have the privilege to come worship amen, amen. yes sir amen i mean nobody trying to keep us the only person to keep us from worshiping today is you 
just me, and I mean, but I'm thankful we can come and sing songs about the cross and, yeah, and thank yeah. God for what he has done for us. Listen, if you've had a bad, a bad week, that'll make you happy pretty quick. Hey. Amen. I'm thankful for that. Well, I appreciate you being here today. I want to thank all our guests for being here as well. Uh, let me encourage you, please pray for us as we leave early in the morning. We'll get all the details at the end of service today, but pray for us as we go. Listen, the, the going is not the purpose. The purpose is to reach those boys and girls, even the adults that come to BBS and uh, those Navajo people. Listen, they need Christ just like you and I need them. And God has given us an opportunity to go present the gospel to them. So please pray this week that we see souls saved and, and, and lives change for the honor and glory of Almighty God. And God's people can say. Amen. Also, let me encourage you today also that next Sunday is our official starting date for our debt retirement. If you did not get one of these giving cards, please uh, pick one of those up and and uh, be a part. I, I, I'm, I just want to encourage you to be a part uh, of the debt retirement of Central Park Baptist Church. Listen, I'd rather uh, give take care of that and put that money back into the cause of Christ in this place than uh, giving the you know the bank uh, you know whatever five percent interest over the next thirty right, years, right, right, right. that's a lot of money. Yep. You know, I mean, it's right. like how many of you like if I were to say, here's one hundred fifty thousand dollars, I want you to have it. Yeah, I mean, y'all got all the quiet. I know some of y'all are thinking, Nah, I wouldn't take it. Don't get me. No, wait a minute. Oh, yeah. yeah, you would. Well, that's exactly what we're doing. We're taking all that interest money and we're putting it right back into the, the cause of Christ Amen. here at Central Park Baptist Church. Amen. So fill out one of those cards and turn that in next week. And, uh, and let me encourage you, you be a part of the debt retirement for Central Park Baptist Church. But right now, we're going to receive an offering. Amen? Amen. Amen. Listen, God has a lot of money. And some of it is in your pocket. <laughs> But listen, but I'm thankful he said to give and it shall be given unto you. Pressed down, shaken together, running over shall men give unto your bosom. So please be a part of God's uh, giving plan and trust him and just see what he'll do for you uh, as a result of your giving. So may the Lord bless you this morning as you give. Dear Father, help us, Lord, today. Thank you, God, for the music that we've already heard today. Thank you, Lord, for the cross, God, today, Lord, where... My Savior died and paid my sin debt for me, Lord, that I could have everlasting, eternal life. Thank you, Lord, for the cross today. And I'm thankful, Lord, that you have given us this opportunity to give back just a small portion of what you have given to us. And so, Lord, I pray that, God, that you'd bless the offering, that, Father, you'd bless the gift in the giver, Lord. And may we use it for the furtherance of the cause of Christ in this place that souls might be saved and lives might be changed, and we give you glory for it all because it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you have an offering, you please come.
Amen. If you're able to rise, we would love for you to join us in singing hymn 381, hymn 381, I Just Keep Trusting My Lord. Afterwards, we would ask that you please greet your extended family members and family members. Amen. Hymn 381, I Just Keep Trusting My Lord. And then please meet each other. Here we go. I just keep trusting my Lord as I walk along. I just keep trusting my Lord and he gives us song. Though the storm clouds darken the sky for the heavenly trail, I just keep trusting my Lord. He will never. He's a faithful friend. He's a and under, you are now dismissed for junior church. Fifth grade and under, you are now dismissed for junior church. The rest of us, family members, greet our extended family members at this time.
my good heaven that changed that Calvary. I'll never get over the blood that I'm under. I realize my good heaven that changed that Calvary. I'll never get over the blood that I'm under. Ephesians chapter 6, Ephesians chapter 6, now I can tell you this is going to be a long sermon, but not as long as Brother Tracy thinks it's going to be, because he's brought his suitcase this morning, and it's sitting right here, so I thought evidently he's thinking this is going to be a long sermon, amen. But he is ready just in case. Amen. Anyway, Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to read again beginning in verse 10. And uh, we'll read down through verse 17. Found your place. Say amen. amen. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Father, I pray that you'd help me this morning. Father, for the last several weeks, we've been talking about the whole armor of God and how to use it, Lord. And I pray that, God, that you'd help me to, uh, Lord, get that across to our people today, how we can... Uh, use the armor of God and how you've given it to us, Lord, for our benefit so that we can withstand Satan. And so, God, help me today to stand in the presence and the strength of the Spirit of Almighty God. Fill me with you, Lord. Empty me of me. And, God, may we apply the message today of, in our lives, Lord, and we give you praise for it because it's in Jesus' name I pray and ask all these things. Amen. You may be seated. Um, Two weeks ago about, we started off with the belt of truth, and, uh, and I want to kind of pick up where we left off a little bit last week and finish the thought on, <clears throat> on the belt of the truth. And as you recall, the, the belt or the girdle of truth is to hold the soldier's clothing next to his body. Uh, it, 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 it kept his clothing. If you remember the cloth or the clothing of, a, of, of the people back then, a soldier, it was a a square piece of cloth that they cut a hole out for the, uh, for the head and for the arms, and, and it was just a big flowing kind of a garment. And so when the soldiers would, uh, would get in, go into battle, before they would do that, they would take the belt, uh, uh, if you would, and they would cinch up their garment, again, to keep their clothing from, 
flapping around and, uh, in the wind, and, which allowed them more freedom. Now, the belt was used, watch, not only to allow more freedom, but it also strengthened and supported the body. And, and one sign of a child of God today, uh, the, the, the Christian, is the belt of truth. And understand that the truth of man, we talked about this last week for just a few minutes, is self-centered. The truth of man is restrictive. Uh, the truth of man cannot bring life. It cannot bring eternal life to man. Listen, God alone today can do this, so we must put on the truth. And all God's people can say, amen. We must put on Christ, and we do that through salvation, trusting the Lord Jesus Christ as as your personal Savior. If in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 13, it says, Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is brought are to be brought unto you uh, at the revelation of Jesus Christ. You see, the belt that girded everything on the soldier, it did that to secure the clothing, if you will, but the belt also that girded it all securely together, it demonstrates the believer's readiness for war, and that is truth. And by the way, it's God's truth. It's not what you and I think is truth, but it's, what, it's God's truth that makes a difference. The content, listen, the content of God's truth is absolutely essential for the believer in this battle today against the, the schemes and the fiery darts that Satan may throw at us. We must be grounded in the knowledge of God's Word, watch, through biblical teaching. Amen. Uh, let me say that again. We, we have to be grounded in the knowledge of God's Word through biblical teaching. Not the philosophy of man, not the ideologies of what we think. But listen, we must be grounded in the word of Almighty God and we can say amen. amen. The belt is important, the belt of truth. The belt of the soldier also held his breastplate in place and he even hung his sword on this belt. Listen, the belt of truth, watch, will not prevent you from being attacked by Satan but it will keep you from being destroyed by him. Right. Amen. Uh, being girded with truth has to do with self-discipline of total commitment. The belt we wear in our spiritual battles, listen, is not a belt of leather, but it's a belt of truth. As I was telling Sunday school class this morning, you can convince me of a lot of things today, but you will never convince me that this is not the truth of Almighty God, ever. Amen. I am grounded in that fact today that this is the word of Almighty God in our King James Bible. Amen. Um, that word truth, watch, it refers to the content of that which is true. And if we're to stand in the evil day, and by the way, this is the evil day that we, that we are in today. If we're going to stand, then we must stand in the truth. And so I want to give you a few ideas today about a few specific ideas and areas of truth. One, the Word of God is truth. John 17, 17, it says, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy Word is truth. Listen, that word sanctify means to set them apart. You see, all through the Lord's ministry when He was here on this earth, listen, He put a premium on the written Word. Listen, you go and read it. 
I want you to understand, listen, we ought to do the same thing today. We ought to put a premium on the written word of Almighty God today. We hold it in our hands. Without a working knowledge of the truth of Scripture, watch, the child of God is easy prey for Satan. Paul has, has already told us that, that there's a great danger if we don't know the truth. In Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 14, and you write these verses down, it says that we henceforth be no more children. Yeah. We talk about that. In other words, grow up. Yeah. Be mature. That we be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Listen, I'm telling you, there's a lot of, uh, of, 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 of doctrine going around today, but it is not a, a lot, most of it is not the doctrine that comes out of this book. Right, yeah. There's some right down here on the corner. Listen, that is not the doctrine of Almighty God. Right. We need to make sure that we stand with the doctrine that God gives us in His holy, inspired, infallible Word. Amen. Amen. Right. Uh, without the truth, then God's children, the saved, the saints of God, listen, we have no foundation and we're easy prey. We're easily led astray. The only way to combat error, watch, is with truth. You know, just tell the truth. I've learned a long time ago, that listen, you know what the best thing to do is just to tell the truth. It makes a lot of difference. Amen. The only way to know truth is to be exposed to it. The Bible is truth. The Bible is reliable. The Bible is accurate. The Bible is to be read. It is to be believed. And, and listen, and if you read it and you believe it, then you're going to discover, as 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 tells us, that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God, uh, and it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, uh, and for instruction in righteousness. Watch, that the man of God may be perfect, mature, thoroughly furnished unto all good work. Listen, I'm here to let you know today that the Word of God, it says the truth. Amen. Amen. Now, the Bible teaches us that all we need to know about life. Listen, it teaches us all that we need to know about death and uh, all that we need to know about heaven and, and hell. We've got a lot of questions today about these things, but, I'm, but listen, everything that God wants us to know about those things are right here in this book. If he wanted us to know about, listen, if he wanted us to know more about them, he would have put them in here. Yeah. I mean, it, this Bible reveals to us all that we need to know about God, about Satan. And by the way, listen, the only thing we really need to know about the devil today is that he is our enemy. Right. And that he seeks to destroy you, that he is a liar. Right. Amen. That the truth has never been found in him. He was a liar from the beginning. And this book will reveal him to us. It reveals us to everything that we need to know about sin, about salvation. It reveals our condition before God. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Listen, this Bible reveals God's solution to our problem, sin. In John 3, 16, it says, For God so loved the world uh, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever uh, believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen. That's right. 
The Bible reveals uh, to you and me everything that we need to know about salvation, uh, the way to eternal life. Ephesians 2, 8, 9 says, For by grace are you saved. Amen. Not of works. Listen, it's a gift of God. Listen, uh, I want you to understand something today, that salvation is a gift from Almighty God. Amen. Uh, God gave it. And this Bible, God's Word reveals that to us. The Bible also reveals the final destiny of the saved. Look, look in John chapter 14. I don't want to skip over this. I, I want you to see it. Look, John chapter uh, 14. And look in verse 1 through 3. Let not your heart be troubled. I, this is probably one of the most widely used verses of Scripture at funerals than for, of a saved individual that's ever been read. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Listen, uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to heaven. Amen. I've got a lot of loved ones there. Uh, my wife's mama and daddy are there, and I'm looking forward to seeing them again. And if the Lord uh, lets my mother-in-law cook for me, I'm going to have some fried squash, amen. <laughs> I'm going to have me some okra boiled with some tomatoes. I can see it on the stove walking in the house, and she's got it all ready. Listen, I'm looking forward to heaven today, not, yeah. not just because I have loved ones there, but because the Lord himself is there. Yeah. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. No, no that's not what it says. That's what some of the inferior versions tell us. But, but I've got a room at 2619 uh, FM 981. But listen, God says that I have a mansion. In my Father's house are many mansions. And listen, Jesus said, if it were not so, I would have told you. You know what he's telling us? He's telling us the truth. And he said, I go. That's, and I like that part. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. you. Can you imagine that our mansions are being built for us by the hands of the Lord Jesus Christ himself? Listen, he built salvation for us. If you want to use that terminology, listen, he gave it all for us. He said, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. He's coming back. Amen. Praise the Lord. I, and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also, and whither I go, you know, and the way you know. You say, well, what's the way? Jesus. Amen. Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way and the truth and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Amen. The Bible reveals the final destiny of the saved. Listen, the redeemed of God, <clears throat> my final destiny is not here. My final destiny is in heaven today. And whether I go by way of the grave or by way of the rapture, listen, that is my final destination. And it's for the final destination for anybody who is a saved, born-again child of God. But then the Bible also reveals the final destiny of those who reject Jesus Christ. Look in Psalm chapter 9. Psalm chapter 9. And look in verse 17. The Bible says the wicked, those who are lost, those who have rejected Jesus Christ, shall be turned into hell. And all the nations that forget God. Listen, that's what God said. Listen, the Bible is truth. 
and it reveals to us everything that we really need to know about this life and the life to come. It's in here. But this truth also refers to the very attitude of truthfulness. Now, get this. This thought goes to the heart of what Paul's teaching us here in, in these verses. In, in this context, it speaks of an attitude of commitment and preparedness. See, it's the primary characteristic of a true believer, the one who serves God out of sincerity and not out of hypocrisy. Listen, it's, you know, we, a, a lot of uh, Christians today, they give what, what we call or I call a, a shabby service or, or a service of convenience. Well, this, what Paul is talking about here is not tolerated. Uh, listen, uh, these things don't allow the, the, watch the loose clothing of their lives. Remember that tunic is just a loose piece of clothing. Listen, these, these things that Paul's talking about doesn't allow the loose clothing of our lives to, to hinder them. They, they gather it up, in other words, with a belt of truth and they bind it with total commitment and the will of Almighty God today. That's what we need to do with the truth. We need to gird it around our lives today so that we become the kind of Christian uh, that God wants us to be. Watch this. Far too many today uh, in our day, they allow the, the loose folds of their lives to blow around them and, and it hinders their walk with God. Yeah. Listen, just like the ancient soldier whose loose tunic made him an easy uh, prey for the enemy, uh, the enemy would overtake him because he didn't gird up his uh, uh, clothing today and it's the same thing for a born again child of God. Yeah. If we do not gird up uh, the loose things of our lives with a belt of truth and have a holy, a consistent life for God. Listen, we are easy prey for the enemy. Yeah. We let our habits and the cares and interests of this old world prevent us from faithfully serving God as God wants us to. 2 Timothy 2, 4, it says, No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Listen, it's only the committed soldier, the committed athlete who's prepared. And we, we, we can't dabble around in the truth and be prepared when Satan comes at us. And by, Listen, and he is coming. If you've had a good week, say, oh, preacher, I've had a good week. Well, I don't want to bust your bubble, but I'm telling you, the, the devil's coming. Yeah. He gives you a false sense of, uh, a sense of security like everything is A-OK. -okay, but listen, you better be ready. Amen. You better gird up the, 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 the loins of your, your, your life with the truth today so that you can withstand the things that Satan throws at you. Amen. Romans 12, 2. It teaches us being girded with truth is being renewed in the mind. It says, and be not conformed to this world. But be you transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Listen, people today spend more time on social media than they do in God's Word. And Christians do the same thing. Listen, I'm telling you, that's a tactic of Satan. You get your phone out, and I'm telling you, you start thumbing through Facebook or whatever, and before you know it, you've been on the phone 30 minutes. You'll never get that back. Listen, but when the mind is renewed in commitment to God's truth, watch, there is empowerment for the Christian soldier to become a living and a holy sacrifice. 
But far too many are content with average. We get content with the mediocre or half-heartedness. And if we do that, listen, that is that we will fail to be armored with the, with the, the belt of God's truth. And we'll be a, a, just a, a wide open target for Satan. Listen, gird the loins of your mind, Scripture tells us, with the belt of God's truth. We need to gird your, our minds with truth and, and, and not the hearsay of this old world. Amen. You know, listen, when, when your, our loins are girt about with truth, then we'll have, the, we'll have put on the first essential piece of the armor of God. Listen, God, it all starts out with truth. It's not what I think. It's not what I think this means. It's not what I believe this means. It's just simply what God says. You know, you can take scripture and use one verse to make it say whatever you want it to say. But that's not what God wants. Listen, uh, this book stands precept upon precept, principle upon principle, verse upon verse. And God's word will always interpret itself. Amen. Always. God doesn't need my help right. to interpret his word. Amen. If I need a little help, all I got to do is talk to the author right. and say, Lord, I just need a little help here. I don't get that. And I do that quite often because, listen, there's a lot of stuff in here that I just don't get. So I stop and I, 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 I read some of it one day and you know what? I go back and read it again the next day and then I go back. Listen, after I pray and ask the Holy Spirit of God to help me, I'll, I may read it a week. And then sometimes God just simply says, just keep reading. You're not ready for that yet. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. But I'm telling you, God will let you know when it's time for you to know it. The truth, that's this book. Look at the next piece of armor, the breastplate of righteousness. Now, no soldier, no Roman soldier would go into battle without his breastplate. This breastplate was a tough, sleeveless piece of armor that it covered his whole torso from, uh, from the neck down to his thigh. And this breastplate, some was made of leather or a heavy linen. Uh, and, and, and it was... Uh, on, on this breastplate was sewn overlapping slices of animal hooves, leather, all kinds of things, pieces of metal. Some were made of large pieces of metal that was molded or hammered out to, to conform to the, the, the shape of that particular soldier. But the purpose of the breastplate was to protect the heart, the lungs, uh, and other vital organs. And in ancient Jewish thinking, watch, the, the heart represented the mind and the will. Uh, the bowels were considered the seat of the emotion and feelings. Listen, the mind and the emotions are the two specific areas where Satan most fiercely attacks believers. Right. Amen. And it all started way back in Genesis chapter 3 with, with Adam and Eve when, when Satan as a serpent went to, uh, to Eve and said, Hath God said? Listen, he was, was playing with her emotions, with her feelings. Listen, and that's exactly, he still does that today. He creates a world system, a sinful environment through which, watch, he tempts us to think wrong thoughts, feel wrong emotions. Think about it. Satan wants to cloud our mind with wrong and false doctrine, with false information. Listen, I don't know about you, but I am tired of just false information. 
Amen. Listen, I just want somebody to tell me the truth. Amen. So when we come to this place, when we come and sit in this building, whether it's in here for worship or whether it's in a Sunday school class, listen, we ought to sit down and expect nothing but the truth. Listen, we ought to come in here knowing uh, that those who stand in this place, who stand in those classrooms, that they will teach us the unadulterated truth of the Word of God. Amen. Amen. You know what? And we have a responsibility to give you the truth. But Satan wants you to have anything but that. He wants you to have false principles in order to confuse us. And we have a tendency sometimes to say, well, this is what I believe. Well, that's fine, but does it line up with this? Well, this is what I think. Well, that's fine. You can think it, but does it stay in the context of the Word of God? Listen, it has to line up with this authority right here. If it does not, then listen, then somebody's wrong. And I'm, I'm thinking it's not this. I didn't get any amens out of that one. Amen. Um, Satan wants to operate on emotion. And he does that so he can pervert our affections, our morals, our loyalties, our goals, our commitments. Listen, and people all over, not just today, but in, in centuries past, they have they, they've just given up God. I, I, I wrote a verse of scripture, and it says in Romans chapter 1, verse 28, that they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. So, so God gave them over to a reprobate mind. In other words, listen, they, got, they said, God, uh, you know, we don't want that anymore. And God says, okay, if you don't want this, then you can just go the way you want. And they were reprobate as a result. And it's interesting, there's another verse of scripture in Job chapter 21, uh, the, the, what's supposed to be the oldest book in scripture. Yeah. Amen. And I thought this was pretty interesting. Job says this, therefore they say unto God, depart from us, for we desire not the knowledge of thy ways. Listen, you know what they're saying? We don't, we don't care about God. We don't care about what God said. We just want to do what we want when we want to do it. That is the society we're living in today. And God help us as Christians not to do that. Amen. 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 Look in Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4 and look in verse 14 and 15. Satan's desire is to snatch the word of God from our minds and replace it with his own perverted ideas. Verse 14 in Mark 4 says, The sower soweth the word. And you go back and read the whole thing. Verse 15 says, And these are they uh, by the wayside where uh, the word is sown. But when they they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. Watch. I thought it was interesting where they were standing. By the wayside. Listen, there's a place today that we need to be standing if we want the truth of the Word of God. We need to be standing in the presence of God where somebody is preaching the Word of God and telling us the truth. Amen. Amen. But Satan wants to undermine holy, separated, consecrated living, and he wants to replace it with selfishness and fleshly living. Amen. 
He wants us to laugh at sin rather than mourn over it. He wants us to rationalize it rather than confess it. And he wants us to bring it, to, listen, he, he wants us to just to let it go rather than come to God and repent and ask for forgiveness over it. Satan lures us into becoming used to sin. Listen, I'm telling you, there's a lot of things that used to scare us that don't scare us anymore. And there's a lot of things today that, uh, listen, that's what the, the world does today. They keep throwing stuff at you and in the, in, 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 until the point to where, uh, to where we think it's normal. Sin is never normal. It cost Jesus Christ his life. But Satan lures us into becoming used to sin and, 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 and you know, that, that it no longer bothers us. You see, but the protection against these attacks of the devil is to wrap ourselves up in the breastplate of righteousness. It's not self-righteousness. Uh, this doesn't protect you. I mean, in fact, Isaiah 64, 6 tells us about self-righteousness is but filthy rags. Self-righteousness doesn't bring favor with God. Listen, it does not bring protection from Satan. Matthew 5, 20, it says, except your righteousness... Uh, shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of God. You see, we, can, we can't put on uh, what God has already put on us. I mean, I'm saved, born again child of God. And if God's already put something on me, how can I put it on? It's already on. Listen, I've been clothed in the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, I have, been, I have put that on. Listen, we are permanently dressed in the righteousness of Christ. And that's what's called imputed righteousness. It's bestowed upon us by God's grace through the Lord Jesus Christ. And, but listen, but the Christian soldier, watch, we must protect our hearts. And, and, and we do that by living a righteous life. 1 Corinthians 15, 34, it says, Awake to righteousness and sin not. In other words, I'm looking at this, and, and if, if we're hearing the words and saying, hey, wake up. Hey, wake up. Wake up. You know what? That's what Paul's saying. Wake up to righteousness. Listen, there's a lot of sleepy-eyed Christians today uh, that, have, that have fallen asleep or been lured into a false sense of security by Satan. But listen, we as children of God need to wake up. Philippians 1.11, it tells us to be filled with the fruits of righteousness. To put on the breastplate of righteousness is to live in a daily, moment-by-moment moment obedience to God the Father. And so this part of God's armor, watch, this breastplate of righteousness is holy living. You see, God supplies the standard, right? Amen. He supplies the power. But we have to be willing to take it unto ourselves. In other words, we have to be willing to put it on. And not to be armored, watch with the breastplate of righteousness, is to lose your joy. 1 John 1, 4, it says, And these things write we unto you, that your joy might be full. Yeah. A lot of Christians today that are just half empty. I mean, their joy is just not there. But watch, but it's the lack of obedience that robs us of our joy. Amen. The only joyful Christian is the obedient Christian. Amen. I'm not going to say all, but 
I think most of the emotional problems and relationship problems that Christians have today are, think about this, caused by the lack of personal holiness. Yeah. You see, the faults, the faults that I see in Brother Marco, careful. The, the faults that I see in him are, in actuality, just a mirrored image of what the faults in me. Because if you see something in someone else that's really bothering you, it's probably because it's a problem in you yourself. Oh, that brother Shelton. Man, if you, I can't believe he did that. Well, wait a minute. I need to, listen, I need to, I need to get my mirror out and make sure that, uh, listen, because that usually happens. If we find something that's, that, that annoys us and someone else, it could be because I'm annoyed to my own self. Amen. Uh, our disappointments and discouragements, they don't come from circumstances or from other people, but they come from our own unconfessed sin. Think about it. You say, well, I, you can't, why do you know? Well, I'm, I'm glad you're asking me that. Give me just a minute. I'm getting there. When circumstances and other people rob us of happiness, it's because that we are unprotected with the armor of holy life. Right. You remember, I'll get, and I, put, I just wrote this, I like these words, case in point. <laughs> remember after David committed adultery with Bathsheba? Ordered the death of Uriah, her husband. If you read about David, you know what? He did not have peace. Yeah. He did not have joy. Right. But it was things that that took that from him was in his own life. Not what somebody else did, but it was something in his own self. That's why his psalm of penitence in Psalm 51, for those sins include him crying out. Remember these words, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. You see, listen, he didn't lose his salvation, but he lost his joy. But it was all because of things that he did. Things that lied within his life. See, unholy living doesn't rob us uh, of our salvation, but it does rob us of salvation's joy. I, I, don't, want, I, I don't want to be miserable. Do you? I mean, I, there's enough bad going on now. Why do I want to... I was telling somebody the other day, I refuse to let them rob me of my joy. Right. If, I, if I get to a place where I am miserable and unhappy, it's because I allowed them to take my joy from me. Amen. And I am not going to do that. Amen. There's enough depressing stuff on nowadays. Listen, I, I, I don't care about that anymore. I just want to focus on the Lord because I want to be joy-filled. So I just choose Christ and allow him to help me. Just like David, I come back and say, Lord, I need a little strength today. And then he gives it. But a lot of churches today are good about giving saved people and clothing them or providing to them paper armor. And I think about it. Paper armor like good advice, programs. Activities, techniques, methods, 
when all they need is some good godly armor of holy living. Yeah, I mean, listen, when I really need something, some, something from God, I, I don't need good advice. I need the words of Almighty God. Uh, I don't need more activities. I got enough of that. I need God to help me. Um, no program or method can bring happiness or joy to a believer who's unwilling to confront their sin in their life. Live right, live holy. You know, like that verse says, do unto others before they do it to you. No, I, oh wait, that's not how it goes, is it? Do unto others. Yeah. Listen, um, we got to be careful. You see, we're in this together, are we not? I was talking about that this morning. We're all here for one purpose. We're in the people business. I mean, when it comes to the ministry of Central Park Baptist Church, uh, my purpose is Brother Shelton's purpose for the cause of Christ, and that's to reach souls with the gospel. Amen. It's the same with Brother Marco. Listen, he he doesn't have a, a, a different agenda or different goal than I do. Or, listen, it's all the same. It's all about people. It's about reaching them with the gospel and then uh, equipping the saints so that you can be strong enough. And, and, and when Satan throws things at you, that you, you understand that you are, you are sold out to the truth of Almighty God. You have clothed yourself and wrapped your life in the breastplate of righteousness. Listen, so nothing Satan throws at you will ever make you get away from God. First Peter 2.11 says, Dear beloved, I be, beseech you as pilgrims and strangers, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul. Second Corinthians 10.5 it says, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 2 it says, Set your affection on things above, not on things of the earth. Romans 13, 12, it says the night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Listen, can I challenge you today to take unto you this morning the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness? These are the first two things that Paul teaches us that we're to take and put on today. Truth. There's got to be a source of absolute truth. Here it is. Nothing ought to be able to sway you away from the word of God when it comes to the truth of the word, period. And then we've got to have that breastplate of righteousness, that holy living. Christian, can I tell you this morning, we need to, as Christians, the world needs to see a difference in us today. I mean, we've got far too many Christians that, that act and live in the world and the world can't tell us apart. We don't have to walk around, you know, with our Bible stuck on our head. You know, we're thinking, oh, oh yeah, he must be a Christian. Look, he's got a Bible on his head. Amen. No, God says, hide his word in your heart that you might not sin against God. Listen, there ought to be something different about us. The things of the world, we don't sweat it like the lost people do. Amen. Uh, let not your heart be troubled. Yes, sir. Amen. But put on the breastplate of righteousness. 
Listen, the first step of all this, and we're going to get to it, is, is salvation. Are you saved? Uh, if you died today, do you know that you know that you know that you go to heaven? You see, the Bible tells us, and we read it a while ago, the Bible tells us where we're going to go. I mean, it, it tell, if you're saved, but it tells what's going to happen to you if you're lost. It also says what's going to happen if you're a child of God out of the will of God. Right. It's all right in here. Yeah. We don't have to go and tell, talk to anybody else. We, all we got to do is look inside the book, and it'll tell us. But whatever you have need of today, God is the answer. And you can find it right here if you'll just come. Father, help us this morning. Speak to our hearts. God, we've been talking about the belt of truth. Lord, the breastplate of righteousness. Lord, the armor of God. Lord, Paul said, taken to you the whole armor of God. Lord, we, it's here. You've made it available to us as Christians. And God, this old life is tough. And it's not going to get any easier. God, I pray that you'd help us to put these things on as Christians, Lord. And God, that we'll live a holy life separated from the things of this world. And people will just be able to tell by looking at us that they're just something different. And God, I pray that that difference will be Jesus Christ. Please, Father, help us. If there's someone here this morning that's not saved, I pray, God, that they'll get saved. Lord, I pray, God, if there's a Christian here today that has not put on the belt of truth, who has not clothed himself in the breastplate of righteousness, that, God, they'll come and ask your Father to please, Lord, to put that on and give you strength today. Please watch over us. Give this invitation this morning. Help us, Father, to allow you to speak to our hearts. And I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. While we stand and while we sing a verse of invitation, if the Lord is speaking to your heart, you can.